Radio. You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Pet Talk Naturally, the place where your animal friends and nature come together to find health, happiness, and harmony with all the natural things the earth has to offer. Your hosts, Dr. Kim Bloomer and Dr. Jeannie Thomason, each week will lead you through the practice of taking care of your pets with all the wonderful natural elements that nature provides. So, get ready to learn about natural nutrition, preventative pet health, and more with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. Well, hello, I'm Dr. Kim. I'm one of your hosts. And I'm Dr. Jeannie, your other host. And today we are going to be dancing in rhythm with Snowball. He is mm-hmm. um, a wonderful cockatoo, but we're going to be talking with his owner, um, Irina Schultz. She is the founder of Bird Lovers Only Rescue, and we have so much information to share today. I'm very excited about the show on a whole other level. Um, I think if you've been listening to our show for any length of time, you know we've taken a turn towards really looking into the behavior and thinking and emotions of animals because to Jeannie and I, that is just so important, understanding their nature, and today we're going to be talking yet again, last week we spoke on horses, which are a prey animal, and again this week, and there's, that's very important, um, so some of the things we're going to be talking about with Irina today is the development of what scientists are looking into about all of this, and why it even piqued their interest, which I found interesting, didn't you Jeannie? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> a lot is going on, especially the birds are really starting to you know, get some notoriety, and I think it's about time, in a good way, in a way that we can look at them and respect them for right. um, where they are and for who they are and their nature and understanding them I think just brings us to a whole lot better way of being able to care for them so much better and um, just a whole lot more but anyway before I go off on a tangent she's <laughs> going to share an important message with you time to take a walk down the path to happier and healthier pets and while we're doing that you get to listen to a few words from our sponsors. Naturally, Pet Talk Naturally will be right back. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host Pia Silvani teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to TeachersPetSessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Salvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. TeachersPetSessions.com. When you're looking to add a pet into your life, consider adopting a homeless animal from your local shelter or rescue group. Whether you want a kitten, puppy, or a more mature pet, a purebred or a -a one-of-a-kind mixed breed, even a rabbit or hamster, your shelter has the best selection of animals anywhere. 
all screened for good health and behavior. PetLifeRadio.com presents Take Me Home with your host, Susan Daffron. Join us each week as we showcase wonderful pets, tell stories, and even throw some pet education into the mix. So get ready to find out why the pet adoption option can be a great way to add a furry companion into your life. Take Me Home every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We're back, but our nature walk has just begun. Now, back to Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. We'd like to welcome our guest, um, Irina Schultz from Bird Lovers Only, Only Rescue. Irina, it's so wonderful to have you back with us. Thank you for being with us. Well, thank you for having me back. <laughs> well, lots been going on with Snowball. My goodness, he's getting into all the science magazines lately. And yes. um, for Jeannie and I, that was exciting on a lot of levels. Uh, I think a lot of people, um, because of the YouTube video, were originally very, you know, thought, wow, what a cool dancing bird. But for us, you know, I mean, of course we were entertained. Um, but for me, from from the onset, it just, for me, it spoke a whole lot more than just about a bird that can dance. And I think for you also, and, and I know for Jeannie, so um, we're excited to hear about what has been going on with all this. So, Irina, you have the floor to tell us um, what has developed since mm-hmm. we had you on the show last. Well, um, just to begin with, um, Dr. Patel, who's leading the research on this, um, he is getting a new grant together, a new grant proposal to continue this for an additional year, and actually it will take us into 2010. Um, the, the interesting um, part about the next grant is that we're also going to include behavior in it. Um, what we'll do is we will take a, uh, different styles of music, such as jazz, Latin beats, country, um, syncopated rhythms, to see how Snowball does. Um, if I can go off on a side note, there have been some recent studies on patients with Parkinson's disease and how they can become unfrozen and able to walk when they synchronize their, their movements with a musical beat. Now, what I did is I went on the Internet because I've been searching for different, um, you know, information out there on this. And I want to take a quote from something that I saw, and it says, In fact, some neuroscience studies have shown that certain types of music stimulate the production of dopamine and serotonin to um, serotonin, which are two transmitters, and they're mm-hmm. chemicals produced by the brain cells right. um, that are diminished in Parkinson's disease patients. Mm-hmm. Um, the rhythm must stimulate the impulse or will move uh, in the PD patient in order for the impulse to transfer into real movement. Um, what I'll do is I'll translate this into into, into modern English. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, you know, it, it's a little bit dry and boring. But what they're trying to do is they're trying to um, study Parkinson's patients and 
you know how everybody has their different likes and dislikes. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, somebody likes country music, another person will like jazz, another will like classical, another one will like a, a good heavy dance beat. And if you even look on YouTube, you know how there's a gazillion different videos now of birds dancing. Right. And some birds will prefer you know, one type over another. I saw a bird dancing to rap music, whereas Snowball, I put on rap music and I tried about a half a dozen different rap tunes. He just sat there and looked at me like, yeah, right, you got to be kidding. <laughs> sounds like my dog. My dog prefers jazz, actually. Yeah, He prefers it to be, if we play, I'm not kidding you, if we play, sorry, Bruce Springsteen, but if we play his music, he leaves the room. Um, and, and he'll come back if we change it to something else, even soul or funk, but he does not like some heart, rock and roll. <laughs> exactly. And it's funny because they all have their preferences. Mm-hmm. Well, so do the Parkinson's patients. If you put on a particular style, it's not going to really trigger um, a response to produce the dopamine and the serotonin in their brains. So what they're doing is they're trying different types of music. Will jazz do it? Will this do it? And mm-hmm. they come out of that freeze and if they can move in rhythm to the music it's it's more flowing it's easier mm-hmm. they don't have that jaggedness wow yeah so what we're trying to do not necessarily um focusing on parkinson's with snowball but uh, instead of just um we've already proven that he can adjust to different tempi of music in our first series of studies. So what we'd like to do is go a little bit beyond that. We'll use the Queen song next, Another One Bites the Dust, because mm-hmm. he seemed to get be getting a little bit bored with the Backstreet Boys, <laughs> where he's like, not this song again, come on, there are others that I like out there. I watched him to the, um, that song, you know, Another One Bites the Dust, and he, <laughs> he kind of digs that one too, I think. Oh, he does. <laughs> We tried a a few different songs because um, Ani had asked me, well, can you have him dance on his own? No, Dr. um, Patel, right? Right, Dr. Patel. He asked me to try him on these other songs and see how he does. And the Queen tune already, you know, it just blows the other ones out of the water. So we just said, you know what, let's stick with Queen. But what we're trying to do beyond just his adjusting to the different tempi is now um, studying his behavior. Um, For instance, if I'm standing across the room from him, now he's on his favorite dancing chair, of course. (laughs) Right. The the film is famous chair. (laughs) Right, right. Um, It's funny, but even last spring when um, the pastor had a sermon going, uh, it was on American idols and, you know, how you should really have Jesus Christ as your idol and, mm-hmm. and so forth. It was that theme. So what he did is he had different people come out and perform like their American idol tricks, whatever their talents were, mm-hmm. you know, just as a, a little entertainment in the sermon. Well, we brought Snowball out. We had to bring the chair. <laughs> So it was. It was just he has a, to have that chair. <laughs> he has to have that chair. He's. Just, he knows that that's his stage now. Right. So um, 
getting back to filming is that if I'm way across the room from him and I'm just standing still, he'll dance a little bit, but then he's wondering, where's my dance partner? Where's my audience? Mm. This isn't as much fun. Really? So then I'll get closer to him, maybe about four or five feet away, and I'll just stand there not moving to the music, and I'll just encourage him uh, verbally. I'll say, oh, Snowball, you're doing good. Good job. Good job. Mm -hmm. So he dances better. Hmm. But when I'm actually there with him, maybe a couple feet away and dancing with him, that oh, is he when needs, he gets He really can't get his excited. groove on until you get busy with him. <laughs> yeah. He really enjoys it. I'm his dance partner. Aww. So we're studying that as a behavior. Is this some sort of maybe a courting ritual? Mm. Because when we mm. went to discuss this with the previous owner, he said that in the beginning, Snowball didn't dance. He just started playing this one CD over and over and over, and several months later, after he had first gotten Snowball, Snowball decided to start dancing. And his his dancing wasn't as exaggerated as it is, you know, now. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning, he would just sway, just like a lot of the other birds on YouTube. Right. And then he just started kicking his feet up and, and all this other stuff. He would have these different moves. Now he's got a new move. You know, and I swear to God, I'm not teaching him any of this. I'm not a choreographer. I'm a researcher. <laughs> so he is doing this dance, and thank God we got it on film, where he's blowing kisses to the rhythm of the music. Oh, oh now I have to see that. And, <laughs> and my husband and I are looking at each other like, oh, my God. Oh, wow. <laughs> So you know, it's something so, that he's just you know learned and taught himself and, and yeah you know as a former I think I told you before the show as a former dancer this is partly why this resonates with me because for me to express myself and dance is always something that I've just loved to do and thank goodness most of you can't see me doing it but, <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean I was a dancer but I'm I'm talking about just having fun and letting letting go like you see animals doing all the time when they're having right. a good time. And Snowball does this in rhythm, and he's enjoying himself, and maybe music is just, you know, certain people are drawn to music and become musicians, and others become dancers, and other people, everybody has a different calling in life. I don't know why we've not thought that animals don't, too. Exactly. And, you know, I've received emails also from people saying, oh, please stop this research. You can see that he's, this is a neurotic behavior in him. Oh, Oh, you're kidding me, right? Pardon? I said, you're kidding me, right? Because that annoys me. (laughs) No, I'm not kidding. And I try to explain to people, you know what? Um, This bird is very aggressive when he's just, sitting there when there's no music on, when he's not uh, dancing. That's why he was relinquished to us. Right. Because of his overly aggressive behavior. Right. When he is dancing, he is the happiest bird on the face of the planet. Actually, I can relate to that. (laughs) Yes. See? And if you go back to the Parkinson's disease research, because of the fact that um, the studies have shown that certain types of the music stimulate the production of dopamine and serotonin in the brain. Mm-hmm. Think about it. If this triggers that same response in his brain, 
Mm-hmm. Finish the yeah. sentence. It's well, he's going to be calm. Exactly. Exactly. But that's why it works for me because I'm pretty hyper person. My mind is always going, and so you know, the only things that help me get like into this really good place is either reading something that I'm, you know, something that isn't going to get me, set me off, you know, something political. <laughs> or, or if I'm, oh, I that, that I can't read and not get, you know, that, that gets my ire up more. But if I'm reading something that really enjoy, something about animals or, you know, natural health or something that I really am interested in, it relaxes me. Or dancing. Dancing mm-hmm. totally puts me in a place that I'm sure my husband welcomes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So exactly. I I, I, that could almost be why I'm so drawn to Snowball because they, they just so understand. And and, and think about this, um, Irina, you you have about thirty birds at any given time in your rescue, right? And you see what happens. I mean, because we have so not understood, especially the prey animals. I think our cats and dogs. While there is a lot of abuse and things out there, we still understand them. I think better just because you know they're predators just like us. Right. right, but these prey animals like horses, I think birds and horses are so extremely have been for mm-hmm. so long extremely misunderstood. Yeah, because of that fact that they are prey animals and they're going to have a different response mm-hmm. than our cats or dogs will. Right. Yeah, we want to treat all of them like they're our cat or dog. Right, and I think that. Uh, they need an outlet. They need to express themselves, and we need to understand them better. And I think Snowball's kind of really, he's really helping in that respect. Granted, yeah. he likes to dance, and not all birds are going to like that or the same music. But do we all like the same things? Nope. No. <laughs> so and th- this is why this strikes me, and I'm excited about the study that's being done. Yes. And I know that you have said that when he came in, he was aggressive but this helps calm him down. I'm sure you would like to play music and keep him calm every day. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and then likewise, when we get abused birds in, Mm -hmm. and luckily we don't get that many in, but we have three macaws that we're currently rehabilitating, and it may take quite a while before they're ready to be adopted. Uh But just as in the Parkinson's research, um, because of the the muscle spasms that they have, what they do is they play softer, slower, rhythmic music to be able to relax the Parkinson's patients. So what we do is we put in, likewise, you know, slower, rhythmic, more soothing right. music. My favorite is Enya. If I want to... Love that music. Yeah. When I want to relax or just mm-hmm. unwind, I play that. I feel good. Yeah. You know, I'm sure that somebody else will say, oh, well, I use this kind of music, and that's great because we all have our own taste. Well, I'll play slower music or classical music when I want to relax these birds. And I don't think that there's any one thing that really does the trick. I think it's a combination of so many different things. Um, One of the things is the music. You know what? We had a a guest on last week, Carolyn Resnick, who works with horses. She teaches um, dressage, but she's um, very... The way she's doing this, Irina, I think you'd appreciate because she's teaching from the ground, not on the horse, but from the ground. 
and she said that the way she and it was just natural for her to do this because of the way she grew up with horses Mm -hmm. um, to teach horses she started noticing that they liked music as much as she did and they Mm -hmm. began dancing and moving to music that she played and it's how she teaches them Oh, my goodness. And they are, again, a prey animal, but they their whole focus, their whole way of interacting is through movement. So right. for them to interact that way and with music, and what it speaks to me, I get it, you know, it's, it thrills my heart to know that they're being able to express themselves and that people are noticing. And, um, you know, Snowball, for me, has brought a cognitive awareness to humans. Mm-hmm. About the yeah. abil- about what animals need in their nature and what they need to thrive, just like we want, you know, because we have put them in cages and brought them into our homes, and I think we need to go a step further now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're not ornaments, <laughs> right? And that would go on to the next subject, which is. The breeding. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Um, Overbreeding. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, there was a point in time where I really didn't have such a strong view on breeding. Mm-hmm. Um, in recent months, um, I would have to say probably almost to the beginning of this year, um, the economy has really affected a lot of people insofar as prices. Um, People are losing jobs. They're foreclosing on their homes. I am getting so many calls and emails all the time about people needing to relinquish. And it's not just health reasons anymore. Whereas before, it seems as though the number one reason was health, the, the breathing issue. Mm-hmm. Um, now, no, not so much. Now it's well, you know, we've got economics. To, yes, it's economics. We've got to move. We have to go to an apartment. We had to right. sell our house. It's being foreclosed upon. You know, just because somebody took out a variable interest rate a couple mm-hmm. years ago or something. Mm-hmm. So boom, right? Yeah. So. The the breeding is not slowing down, and I can understand if you're breeding a bird that is uh, maybe on the endangered species list, and there's plenty of them out there, but cockatiels, cockatoos, parakeets, we've got enough folks. Mm -hmm. There are just so many of them out there, and we don't have enough experienced owners for the bigger birds. That's just it. There's so few people that are educated on, on you know, bird behavior and, and what they need to thrive. You know, a lot of people think they're just a pretty little pet that they can keep in a cage and, you know, everybody will be happy. Time to take a walk down the path to happier and healthier pets. And while we're doing that, you get to listen to a few words from our sponsors. Naturally. Pet Talk Naturally. We'll be right back. Greetings, human. What planet am I on? 
Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Give your dog some thought with Dog Thoughts. It's the iPhone application that everyone's talking about. What do you think of this? A man in Davis, California says he's invented an application for the iPhone that claims it can read your dog's mind. No, it's true. I read about it on my cat's Twitter page. Jay Leno talked about it, CBS reported on it, and now you can see what all the buzz is about. Created just for dog lovers, Dog Thoughts makes taking photos of your furry best friend more fun. Shake your dog and read his mind. On your iPhone, of course. Take a pic of your pup, shake your phone, and watch as his thoughts appear on the screen. Does he have a bone to pick with you, or is he having a tail-wagging day? Get your Dog Thoughts iPhone app today. Just 99 cents. Go to PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. That's PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. Here's the story of a lovely lady who is bringing up three very lovely gulls. Join us every week on Wings and Things and get a bird's eye view of everything there is to know about pet birds and how to make your frequent flyer a happy camper. Wings and Things. That's the way we became the birdie bunch. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We're back, but our nature walk has just begun. Now, back to Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. Yeah. Well, Irina, you know, one of the things that Jeannie often says is, yeah, Kim, you you're, you love the cockatoos, but do you know what they're really like in your home? And I don't have one, and I, you know, honestly, I'm not um, in the market for one. <laughs> but I would be doing all my homework. Way yeah. before I'd ever decide, based upon a dancing bird, right. um, that wouldn't be good enough reason for me to bring one home. Um, right. And so, would you just? I know you talked about this a little bit before, Irina, but you know, you get these birds in not just because of health or because of um, you know what's happening with the economy. You get them in because people think there's something different than what they are. Yes, people expect certain things. They want to be entertained. Mm-hmm. Go to a movie. Right. <laughs> you know? Play card, something, right. You yeah. know, the, the bird, just because you buy a bird as a baby, you know, in hopes of, oh, I saw this cute dancing bird on the internet. What if mm-hmm. that bird doesn't feel like dancing? What if it's, if, for instance, um, there are birds that 
that whistle an entire tune out there, mm-hmm. or they'll they'll talk, or they'll dance, and some don't do either. That's any right. of those things, or any right. of it, right? Yep. Right. So, are you going to be disappointed? Are you going to say, "Oh, this bird doesn't talk, it doesn't dance, it doesn't sing"? Uh, let's get rid of it. Right. Well, you sound exactly like Carolyn when she was talking about horses. This is really fascinating to me. Someone ought to do a study on our prey animals and how we are, what we're looking at them for, as far as pets or you know something to have in our totally lives. Totally selfish. She, yeah. she, it's very selfish. She said, "It's I want, I want, I want," and when yes. that doesn't fill the want anymore, we get rid of it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or we get bored. The novelty wears off. Um, there are families coming in to adopt parakeets or cockatiels for their children. And for the most part, you know, we adopt them out just because they are lower maintenance Mm. and we can't find, you know, super-duper fantastic homes for all birds. And luckily, because they are lower maintenance, we do adopt them out. But in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking, is this going to be another one of those families where a year from now this bird is sitting in the corner all by itself with mm-hmm. nobody paying attention to it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that happens. You know, I know that um, with, again, with when we're going back to uh, the horses, when it, it she said something interesting, and I'm hearing this in what you're saying, Irina. Um, she said that you get a horse and it bucks, and that's mm-hmm. what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Get used to it and live with a horse that's going to buck and one you can't ride. <laughs> yes. You know, he's yours for life. And that's yes. kind of how she sees things because she also takes in many that are just throw, throwaways. Right. Um, and, and, and there's always somebody like you. If, as long as we have that mentality, there's always going to be a need for somebody like you. Who And then you'll need to establish a nonprofit. And then, you know, I mean, in order to survive because so many yes. people are going to want to relinquish those animals to you. Right. So, and right here goes to the responsibility for them in understanding their nature. These are wild animals that we know very little about at this point, the bird, any of the larger birds. And if you think about it, Getting an animal is making a commitment. It's the same thing as making a commitment if you decide, yes, we're going to have a child. Right. Either we bear a child on our own or we adopt. Mm-hmm. If it, it if it doesn't, uh, you know... Work out for you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. If it doesn't become a football hero right. or if it doesn't become, you know, the next uh, singing sensation in, mm-hmm. in California or whatever, are you going to just say, yeah, you're not exactly what we had hoped right. for. Can you please leave? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you can't do that. You shouldn't no. do that. No. You shouldn't so do that, why? but we do have a, a very microwave, throwaway society. And yeah. I would venture to say, Irina, that most of the people listening to our show aren't that way and we hope that they will go out and share what you're sharing here today, that kind of information so that people will be informed before they make that commitment to an animal. And it is a commitment and that's what they need to understand. These are living, breathing, thinking, emotional beings. You know? Mm -hmm. Obviously they're very thinking and very, very emotional because if 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 music is what soothes the savage beast in um, normal and then there's something going on there. I mean, there's whole thinking going on. Granted, he's thinking from a bird's perspective, but we can get if we can get into that mindset, we could have a great relationship with right. that particular animal. Exactly. 
And you are a 501c3 now, nonprofit, not-for-profit. And um, I think what you're doing right now, because of such a demand to relinquish animals um, to you, birds to you, you are building um, an addition to your... uh, It's a sanctuary and a rescue, right, Irina? Yes, it is, because obviously some birds do have sanctuary here, and they're mostly the special needs birds. Um, Snowball isn't special needs, but obviously <laughs> he's going to be staying. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. We did actually contact some people, and, and it's not really a company, but we're hoping to have somebody help us build it so that it would be within our budget. Right. But you know we're but still. But you need hoping. donations, right? I mean, because you do oh my God, solely yes. on donations, right? Yes, we definitely need donations because we're really, really hoping to get this built before the end of the year. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And I know that you have your nonprofit status and everything on your site at birdloversonly.org, and it's on the blog also, which is birdlovers.blogspot.com, right. um, and um, people can donate. Uh, help you donate you know what they can get cool t-shirts and dvds i mean you can do a whole workout to with snowball snowball, (laughs) you know what and and we even talked about that dvd way back when Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i said oh it'll probably be out in june i'm so sorry that it has taken us so long it's just the usual routine i can't just ignore the birds that are here because we do have some needy birds so that you know it gets done as it gets done Right. We believe we do have enough songs now to to make the DVD, so we're just going to more or less compile what we have. We're going to have some outtakes, too, just because there are some funny outtakes. Oh, I can't wait to see that. Well, I am wearing my... um my Bird Lovers Only Rescue um, t-shirt today with Snowball on it. I thought it was appropriate Woo-hoo! for it today, getting into the mindset of that whole thought, you know, because I'm just very, for me, it, it, Snowball is is um, representative mm-hmm. of what is going on in the world of animals. There's a lot going on if people are really looking at nature and seeing what's happening because of our ignorance, our yes. irresponsibility, our selfishness, our lack of commitment, and our selfishness. And our selfishness. Yeah. Yes. And animals are, you know, they're just not taking it anymore, folks. <laughs> no. They are responding to that and not mm-hmm. necessarily in a positive way. People don't understand, Irina. They think it's all love and light and peaceful out in nature, but they have their quabbles and their disagreements mm-hmm. and their and their personality quirks and their um, likes and dislikes just like we do in, wild, in the wild and in captivity. Right. Yes. And I think that people need to be aware of that and, and, and educate themselves on that. Do you, is there anywhere that you recommend that people, besides contacting you, because I know you have to take care of birds, but is there, is there a place that you recommend people go to get educated on how to take care of these birds if they're thinking about um, owning one? You know, bird forums are good. If you um, contact some bird forums, and there, there's more and more popping up out there. Um, for instance, there's a Quaker forum, there's a Kaik forum, mytooth.com, that's a big one for cockatoos. Yes. So um, they're out there. All you have to do is Google it. Yeah, Google makes it pretty easy for us to go and learn these Oh, my things. 
goodness. Yeah, I, I just learned so much Parkinson's research just over the last couple of days preparing for this wow. just by Googling it. Right. And that's amazing. And it's amazing to me that we're learning this in a non-invasive way. I think when people think that, you know, you might be doing a study, that it's going to be in a harmful way. We're watching Snowball dance and look and see if he's, you know, able to um, keep up with different rhythms. Right. And how is that going to help us as humans? I think it can help us kind of in, in a couple of ways. Like we said, Irina, it's helping us to understand animals better, certainly. Mm-hmm. Because it, what it does is it's showing that, yes, this bird is actually cognizant of the rhythm. Mm-hmm. So that just goes to show this bird is intelligent. It understands rhythm that this is a little bit faster than the last one, so I'm going to dance a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be kind of funny yet sometimes, like, wait a minute, that's going a little... <laughs> Yes. A little bit faster beat than I'm used to. <laughs> exactly. But if you think about it, I mean, the, the the bird has shorter feet, so he's able to keep up with certain rhythms, where to <laughs> us it would be like, oh, my God, this is right. strange. But um, if... You know, if you were to see everything from the slowest speed that Dr. Patel has for us to the fastest speed, you will actually see that either Snowball will do a different dance to the slower ones just to adjust mm-hmm. to the to the tempo, or he won't dance at all. He'll just say, ah, no, this doesn't feel right. No, I'm not going to dance. And then on the other hand, if you've got a little, you know, fast, you know, type of song where it's real fast, he doesn't know. So getting back to those emails that I was getting is that people were saying, oh, how could you force him to dance so unnaturally? Nobody's forcing him to do anything. My God, this bird has a mind of his own. If he wants to Dance. But they Still all do, dance. Irina. They all have a mind of their own. That's yes. the point, I think. Yes. And that's what we're, we're proving through Snowball. I don't see how you exactly. could force a bird to do this. This is what's funny <laughs> to me when I hear those kind of comments. Because I know. How are you going to force they, them? They don't I understand it. it. They, no. well, they don't see it. say you force them to talk. Now, give me a break. Right. How would you do that? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. How yeah, would I don't you to his head, yeah. Yeah. Speak <laughs> <laughs> now. You're okay, good. You're not seeing the gun that I'm holding off, you know, to the side, you know, yeah. when I'm yeah. filming. Okay, good. Right. <laughs> now, that is extreme anthropomorphism that oh, really runs, shivers up my spine at the ignorance of that, you know. And, and, and the other thing is, um, you know, if you go and watch him, I watched him to Huey Lewis, and I get hysterical laughing mm-hmm. when I watch that particular <laughs> video because, man, he goes off into a headbanging mode like <laughs> I you know. know. And, and who taught him that? No, but he did it on no, his own. Right. No, because right. I even if I did even a half a circle, I'd be falling on the floor. <laughs> no doubt. You know, and I'm looking at him, and I'm like, how much longer are you going to go before you fall off that perch? Well, you know, and no, then and finally he, he stops, and you see him teeter a little bit, and you know, and he shakes it off like, whoa. Hey. Ooh, he yeah. did that. He shakes his head and goes, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is so amazingly intelligent to me yeah. of its own accord and exactly. I don't know why see we have limited animals we think they have these beautiful emotions and intelligence we've limited them when we think that we're forcing them to do these things and teaching them these things what makes us so arrogant as to presume that they couldn't figure this out on their own yeah. or do this on their exactly. own mm. and he so to did. me that is just very arrogant yes <laughs> 
And I think that what you are doing is fantastic because you're helping humans in the same, not just with, like I said, not just understanding the nature of an animal, but helping humans learn about ourselves. Yes. I think we're the most ignorant beings on the planet. (laughs) Yes, we are the most, you know, as destructive as cockatoos are, aren't we a little bit more than, (laughs) my gosh, what we do to our water and our air and our environment. So everything, you know, and what we do uh, just for our own selfish um, needs or wants, I I, I would say greed. I I would say it's more greed because Mm -hmm. definitely we could do all of us with a whole lot less. I I know there are people in other parts of the world who really do live minimally, and um, I'm speaking primarily for um, our Western cultures, in particular the United States, but... (laughs) you know there are other other people that are much more in tune to the animal nature i think of the maasai in africa and mm-hmm. and how they respect the animals in the land around them and i think we have a lot to learn from those so-called indigenous cultures and um thinking you know we're bringing these animals into our homes it, wouldn't it behoove us to learn about them yeah and right. to not presume that that they're being forced to do things that they already can do on their own right uh, I think, Irina, that that is, for me, what's, what, what Snowball represented. Without me even realizing it, when I first saw him dancing on YouTube, I don't remember who sent me the video, but I watched it probably in succession the first time five or six times because I was looking beyond the entertainment. Right. Um, I was looking at, this is amazing. Fascinated, <laughs> yes. And I, it never dawned on me that if you slowed down the music or whatever that he would, it, to me, it just never, it, it was... He would. He would. He would. You know, it doesn't take a scientist to tell me. <laughs> exactly. And um, when I was discussing this with Dr. Patel a year ago, um, it, even though I can say with certainty, yes, he can adjust to these different tempi of music. Now it's on film. It's actually documented to mm-hmm. prove that yes. This is possible in this bir- in this little bird's brain. He's actually able to figure this out. Right, a bird brain, folks. Okay, yeah, they're pretty intelligent brains, if you ask. Exactly. <laughs> I think they were wrongly labeled way back when that term came about because, again, it was from a human perspective of uh, rather than thinking from the animal's perspective. And right. you know, it's not really hard to do. I, you know, we, if we the main thing I think that we have to do. And Carolyn, um, uh, we, I'm sorry, um, Irina, we were watching Carolyn, and we've watched her videos, and we've watched other people who are working with horses in a similar fashion, and we've watched how they're thinking from the horse's perspective. Again, another prey animal, and you, you have to get to a child's viewpoint to be able to really appreciate what you're seeing and right. what you're experiencing, um, because they don't have any of those uh, societal, ooh, I can't do that. Right, preconceived. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, that I can't let go of that and just be who I really, really am. And it would be a lot better world if we, if we would do that. And what, what this kind of studies are doing is hopefully um, enlightening human beings as to all the possibilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to not try to think that we are forcing animals to be anything, but other than what, and we're not forcing them, they're being what they are. Right. Yes. And, and as, as a matter of fact, um, Dr. Patel has been studying the, the um, abilities of 
the dancing ability of children, like between mm-hmm. the ages of two, uh, I, I don't remember what he grouped them as, Might but maybe it was like years. two to four, five to seven, mm-hmm. etc. It was like two, three years in a group. And Snowball falls in the area of, I believe, the five to seven group. Mm-hmm. Sounds because about right. I think children are some of the best dancers I've ever had the pleasure to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, because he is able to adjust, but when dancing with a partner, he will do better, mm-hmm. and that's the same as with this particular group. So right. if he were to compare his dancing to any of these other groups, he would fall in the five- to seven-year-old category. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, again, as you know about Alex and Dr. Pepperberg, has proven the same thing in, in, in thinking abilities. And, right. Um, so, again, the birds are really doing a whole lot to, uh, to help the rest of the animal kingdom, I think, and mm-hmm. um, helping humans to understand their nature. And I know we're running towards the end of the show, Irina, and I'd like to give you the opportunity again to um, tell people how they can get in touch with you and how they can support your organization. And um, also, what parting words of wisdom would you most like to impress upon the audience in closing what you want them to walk away with knowing about these birds? Well, you can call call us at the number 219-322-0037 if you do have um, problems with your birds and you need some guidance. You can also email us at birdloversonly at sbcglobal.net. Our website is www.birdloversonly.org, and we um, are in need of donations right now because we are trying to build an addition for the birds. Um, It's going to be an approximately... uh, 30 by 15 edition, so um, it, the funds are really, really tight right now, and I, mm. I don't want to have to take out of another area of the rescue to fund the, the edition, mm. so donations are very much needed right now. Um, insofar as parting words of wisdom, I know that you had prepared prepared me for this question a week ago, and out of sight, out of mind. Um, I would just have to say that, in conclusion, birds are extremely intelligent. Mm -hmm. They have feelings and emotions just like people do. They express anger, resentment, joy, um, and snowball is, is... a very happy bird when he's dancing, so rest assured that there's nothing detrimental about the research or the music that can harm him, Um, but please do your research when you are interested in acquiring a bird, and rather than getting one from a breeder or a store, please adopt. We do need very qualified and experienced bird owners. Right. Thank you so much, Irina, for being with us and for the work that you're doing. And tell Snowball thank you from us. And we appreciate all that you're doing. We hope that our audience will get involved in helping support your work. And uh, we thank you for taking time out of your very busy schedule to be here today. (laughs) So in the spirit of love and truth, we hope you all have a 
tail wagging, hoof stomping, wing flapping, perfectly animal talking day. Pets and nature come together every week on Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim Bloomer and Dr. Jeannie Thomason. Learn how to care for your pets with all the wonderful natural elements that nature has to offer so your pets can live a happy, healthy, and harmonious life. Pet Talk Naturally, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Naturally. Naturally.